We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, one of the most dynamically skilled players of her age group, number one ranked to be specific, Juju Watkins comes through. Juju has had a sensational freshman season at Winwood High School in LA. In addition to her top ranking, Juju was named LA Times Player of the Year as a freshman. She was also invited to the Team USA Trials for 2020, decorated to say the least and building on her resume along with her skill set as we speak. For Gil, he sees her as a leader for her era and the up-and-coming dominant Hooper to re-establish L.A. on the map. Beyond that, he thinks she can change the game by pushing expectations for a woman's player professionally as well as financially. You can say Juju is built for it. It's a no-chill podcast. Remember to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts to get every episode as soon as they drop. And don't forget to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. And also, be sure to catch No Chill with Gilbert Arenas every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on FUBO. Welcome to another edition of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. Him over there, he's Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas. Arenas. I said your name, so you don't have to. But go ahead, say it again if I you want. I already did. I'm not going to yeah. say it again. Like, you don't have to introduce yourself. That's the point of introduction. When you, ever, when you took the court, like, were you ever like, hey? No, I let the, the, the people who was announcing the announcer. say my name. Yeah. Okay, well, you're welcome. And also, we're welcome, Juju Watkins, to the show. This is it. <laughs> I don't know if you knew what was going into this, but I was telling Gil, I was like, we got to get her. We got to get her. She's in our backyard. She's this phenomenal player. And yeah, you were due. So here you are. Here I'm Thanks here. <laughs> and Gil, we got to just run through Juju's amazing first year of high school. So you're a freshman at Windward here in LA. You guys were 27 and 6. You lost to Modern Day in the Southern Section Open Championship. Uh, you were first team all CIF. You were the LA Times 2020 Player of the Year in the state of California. Yeah. He's impressed, and it takes a lot to impress him. Uh, he averaged 21 points a game um, and nine rebounds. And you were also invited to the 17 and under Team USA trials, which obviously didn't happen this year, but to be on that list, yeah. it's a short list. Yeah, that's a, it takes yeah. a lot to get there. So with that, here we are. I mean, this is like the most decorated. The, the decorated, yes. Yeah. And also the best dress. I can say that. We look like we... Thank you. Just came out how, of how locker. Was how was your first year? How was it? It was fun. It was eventful. Um, coming into it, I was sort of new to the whole thing. I mean, I played up when I was AU the previous summer. But, you know, when you come into high school, you're never really knowing what to expect. So it was a new experience for me. 
Um, I was very proud of myself. But next year, I totally expect more out of it. You're coming into as a freshman, you got to... There's usually there's no expectations. Like, yeah. you know, even mm -hmm. though you're like high level coming in, mm -hmm. you know, everyone assumes sophomore, junior, senior, you know, let her find the ropes. But, you know, to go in and dominate, you know, just, you know, just set the tone. I mean, you yeah. know, just like, you know, and she did what? <laughs> uh, what again? Okay, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you're making statements. Yeah. You know, so, you know, as a freshman to be put on the USA's radar already just speaks volumes. But take us through the dynamic yeah. of the team. Was it something that you had to prove yourself or were they ready for you? Like, okay, show us what you got. Well, at first I wasn't really getting like the ball as much as I wanted. So it was kind of like I had to build chemistry with my team and kind of earn my spot. Um, but towards the middle of the season, I tried to start to take like more of a leadership role. And that's when I like kind of grew into my role on the court. Oh, it was the old rookie. Yeah. It was the old yeah. rookie though. You you, you got to earn your earn your stripes. Yeah. Style. You know, cuz let's let's be honest. From 7th and 8th grade, they already knew who was coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was already going to be your team. So, I mean, the whole world knew. You know, so <laughs> from there it's just like you're gonna to have to earn a little bit of it before mm -hmm. we just give you the mm -hmm. keys. You know, I, I, yeah, there's I that it. there's that level of put up or shut up before you actually are mm. just were there. You know, so but you did it. You proved yeah. yourself. Um, and what you just said, come. You're already thinking next year. Like mm -hmm. what you did this year is behind you. But what are you doing differently going into your second season as a sophomore? I think going into a, my sophomore season, I'm looking to expand, like kind of like my bag and what I'm capable of doing on the court. So um, next season, I'm looking to become more of like a point guard because I know that my height is definitely an advantage for me. And when I get to develop that point guard role, it's, it's unstoppable. So w what would you consider your weaknesses right now? I would probably say my handles. Okay. I, yeah. Because a lot of small people guard me. So uh, last season, I had difficulty with like kind of like being shifty and learning how to get to the basket easily, easier, kind of. So, you know, but, and you're gonna still be growing. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> the trick is you have to get just as low. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because, you know, so you're so used to standing tall, you know, when you're doing your move, it's, it's slower to someone that's faster. Mm -hmm. So because they're faster, they're just waiting on the move. Yep. So when you try to move, they're gonna, so what you do is you 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 get lower, mm -hmm. you know. So you get basically on their level. So when you push, you're pushing with longer arms, mm -hmm. longer legs, and that little guard really doesn't, you know. That's all, that's yeah. really all it is. It's just shrinking. Yeah. You know, you just shrink your body to make them go lower, and then you can go. You yeah. know, it's, it's just like little, it's just little tricks, you know. Because like when like if you see like early defenses on LeBron. You'll stick to you put Chris Paul on him, Rondo, mm. so he couldn't dribble anymore. You just sit under him, and then now he just has now he has to post up. And then yeah. when he starts becoming when he became more comfortable handling the ball and realizing, wait a minute, let me just hold him. I'm just gonna hold him on the yeah. side. He's just gonna stay right here. And so then, I'm just even yeah. thinking of those those weak little guys or pesky guys. Mm -hmm. Magic, magic would just get you right. Just on get you on the hip mm -hmm. and just let me just hold you here. Mm -hmm. and just and just. But also what you talked about, and I know you've gotten into this before, is using your length. So yeah. un unfolding that. We guys think of like KD 
or Brandon Ingram. Um, if you have all that, use it to your advantage, you yeah. know, and don't limit yourself. Um, and especially as a point guard, keep them on your hip, but also get by them. Did you understand what he said? <laughs> yeah. He did? Okay, because I did. I, I just... He likes to do this thing to where no, I, I'm he, just, if it's I not just, his I theory, just, it's not a theory. No, no I, just, <laughs> I, I just wasn't paying attention that, that time, but I was are paying attention. Are you back now? I'm back. I'm okay, back. you're back. I'm back. All right. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't... What was the hardest thing freshman year? Um, probably just adapting to being in the whole team and commitment thing, because like I've never been so dedicated and like just solely focused on the team and how we're gonna grow together. So that was just like a that was a new experience for me. We laughing at that makes sense. I mean, if, if you're the alpha, you know, in in AAU, I mean, I mean, my daughter just like gotta go see Juju. Like you know what I mean. Mm. So when you're the alpha. You know, it's it's all about you. And then when you're going to a team, like, all right, look, we're going to put our program together. We're going to work and yeah. we're going to build. And, you know, and it takes adjustment, yep. you know, so I can yeah, I can see how that would be different because you're, in your mind, you are the best player in the program and they just don't want to realize it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, so now you still have to, like, play, like, you have yep. to play the whole team atmosphere and do all that. So sometimes that is shell-shocking. You know, and trying to adjust. I mean, sometimes that's the biggest adjustment. It's the biggest adjustment is like, okay, I'll play my role. I'm the freshman. <laughs> You're the junior and the senior. You have the authority. I get it. Just give me the ball like you're supposed to. You know, it's you just know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's your team. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait. It's your team. Just, just, just give me the 30 shots that I spent. That's also on the coach, too, to uh, give you the green light. Uh, hang on, it's, hang it's on, hang on. Juju, how how was your coach in that process? She was she was great. I mean, she kind of she was just like she was just trying to let me like find my, my <laughs> find, you, find, find myself and like the role that I wanted to play on the court. So then, when she saw that okay, this is how she plays and this is how she's gonna play and this is how we're gonna win and get to the next level, she was just kind of just let me get the green light. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, that's the, that's the hardest part as a, a coach, but you got to also adapt too, you know. You know, coaches think that you need to adapt to me when it's the other way around. Yeah. You know, you need to adapt to us. You got to remember there's 13 of us. We're coming to you, you know, we're, we're bringing you the food. You're supposed to figure out how to cook this Thanksgiving meal. Don't have us come in here and you tell us what the meal, no, we're gonna give you the food, you put it on the plate. So what ends up happening is when you have a coach in the setting like that, he has to think, he, she has to think about all egos. You know, you gotta remember, there's only one real ego that matters, it's the future. You know, I don't care what level you're on, it's the future. The future always, when it, if the future puts his foot down, <laughs> you have to pay attention to it. You know, so, but until the future finds its way, you got to keep giving and just like, just do, just do you. And then once you feel comfortable and you got the respect of the team, then we can just hurry up and give you the keys. But, yeah. you know, the future is always in the lead, little do they know. Like, you know, it's nobody, if you're a junior or senior, you're trying to bump head with the freshman, for the most part, it's never going to work because, you know, you you're on your way out, mm -hmm. and this is the new, you know, and that's, that's, 
That's on every level. Trust me, I <laughs> When I was with John Wall, I'm like, you know what? This ain't even no beef. Here's the keys. You're the driver. If you need me, I'll be over here. And that's how, that's how I did it. If you were younger, though, I don't think it would have been that smooth. At your point in your career, 25-year-old you, 26-year-old you. No, no, you. okay, when I was a, okay, so when I was in, so I got drafted to Golden State. Mm-hmm. And my veterans were uh, Larry Hughes and Antoine Jamerson. So, you know, playing under them and, you know, I'm carrying their bags and this and this. They're the captains. I get to Washington, I'm the star player. But they're the captains. You know, so I always, like, yeah, I'm the all-star. I'm averaging 29. I'm never going to tell my captain mm-hmm. or, you know, the captain who was, you know, man, shut up. I ain't passed you the ball, even though I said it a lot of times in my, <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm not going to tell him that <laughs> because he's still, he's still a captain. So as long as there was someone older on a team, I always said, you know what, you're, I'm the best player on this team. Mm-hmm. And you're the captain. So, you know, however you want this to go, that's how you make it go. You do all the checking in here, but I'm the star player. So we just going <laughs> to just watch a tone when you come this way. <laughs> you know, that's, that, yeah. but, you know, Antoine was always a captain. I never took the captain role. You know, if it's going to be three captains, then I'll be the third. But, you know, it's always, you know. Yeah, and after a while, it's not age, it's ability and personality. Just because you're 14, 15 doesn't mean you can't lead 17. No, and I mean, you got to remember, leaders lead. No matter how old you are, the leader, yeah. the, the leader stands tall and everybody else finds their place. That's why it's not a coach thing, it's a locker room thing. You know, yeah. the, alpha, the alpha finds its way and, hey, hey, nope, we're going to do this. Stop messing around. No matter what, what grade you're in, you're, the alpha comes and puts everybody in their place. You know. All right. So we're in LA, and let's mm-hmm. establish this. We know LA has proven on the men's side to produce stars. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, we can go on down the list. Female side of the game, we haven't figured out what part of the country is producing the best talent. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I would say it's all over the place, but I, I would say that the upcoming um, stars are mainly here. It has to be here, mm-hmm. only because you know we're all year round, all year round weather. So you know when the the, the winter comes, the girls go out there and play basketball, and we have way more gyms than everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just didn't want to throw it out there because I didn't know. But Lisa Leslie's from here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Um, Cher Miller. Cher Miller. But even your generation, your yeah. era. There's another reason for that. It's your Network. Network. So it's where you're playing. You're training at? Uh, the Mamba Center. So you go in there and there's other players yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. at your level two, you know, that that's going to make you better. You're going to push them. They're going to push you. Mm-hmm. And really, that's Do you train with boys or you actually train with girls? Um, I train both, but I would say mostly girls and I mostly train by myself. So, But when I do train with other people, it's mostly girls. Why? I mean, it's just like, oh, you you want to work out? Like, oh. it's it's more like. <laughs> oh, you're doing the gifting. Like, oh, come on, we can work out and do one on one. You follow my lead. No. I mean, it's just let's just get this work in. It's not like something that is just a, a preference. Nah, you got to work like you got to work, boys. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I I do open runs with boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. You just only because you just got to get that. Because it's the group that's not scared of you. 
but they're going to respect your game because games respects game. Yeah. But you want you want to be pushed. You want to mm-hmm. be challenged. You know, you yeah, want to yeah, be hit yeah. so you can understand the future. Mm-hmm. You know, versus you know, like you know, as soon as you get past three point line, you euro step. Nobody's you know, yeah. nobody's there. You know, you know. No, 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 no. You were playing your Gilbert Arenas <laughs> high school age. Would you have wanted to play against her? Yeah. Oh, I mean, only just to let her know that there's no competition here. I'm going to try to, <laughs> like when Elena Beard, when me and Elena Beard was playing in Washington, we played one-on-one. She never scored. I mean, she didn't score because <laughs> she didn't score because she wasn't <laughs> talented enough. Every time she almost scored, I just fouled the hell out of her. Yeah. Like I just like literally it's a just pri- closed it's a pride thing. Yeah, it was a pride. It was a it was Big a real time. pride thing with that one. Like I wasn't gonna let her score. You know, so I'm I'm close like I'm I'm like it was brutal. <laughs> because she plays so hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like like women basketball is so dirty. Like, you know, elbow, like what are you elbowing me for? Like punching me in the back, like, <laughs> oh, this is the type of basketball we're playing. Yeah. Dirty Pretty or nice. physical. Women mm-hmm. basketball is more physical. Little Both. mix. That's that's what I wanted to get to though was the idea of pride. So if you're mm-hmm. playing against guys and they're gonna turn it up another notch, which is a whole different category. It's difficult because you know they're not playing their regular game. They're like you know it's yeah. it's, it's personal. But I I like that. Like that, I like that, when it yeah. gets personal because it's just like you like I want to embarrass somebody. I like that feeling of you see. But that that but you gotta remember the personal from a guy challenges your talent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's you know, at this at this point, it's always trying to figure out how to tap into your ability and then keep pushing the needle of your ability. You know what I mean? So if you got a whole group that's scared of you, they're never gonna, they're gonna just make you comfortable so you don't, yeah. you know, it's like, if I don't shoot on her, she probably won't shoot on her. You know, you try to pull those little tricks, you know, versus a guy's, oh, it's a girl, we just going you know, now you have to really, really like focus and really play and compete, mm-hmm. you know, which that actually got you better. Um, also, take us through the scene here in LA, the competition. You know, really, where are you finding that, you know, you're, you're pushed most? See, uh, see, there you go. I knew <laughs> I it. Mean, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> see, I would say. Foreign question. That was a foreign <laughs> question. Ain't been challenged. <laughs> no. He's I, answering it for you, but I mean, I'm saying. I've been challenged. Yeah. <laughs> it was one time where three girls had to come no. and try to guard me by themselves and they made it difficult. <laughs> I would say probably our rival rivalry game. I would just say, I would, like when it got towards okay, we're about to make it to the championship. It was more like you have to be calm because it was a lot of stuff going on in the stands mm-hmm. and people. You know, you got people in your ear talking dirty. You got elbows. You know, just a dirty game because at this point you're doing whatever to win. So I would say just learning to keep my composure and still implement that killer mentality is difficult in those type of situations. Yeah, you know, um, that's gonna be, that's really gonna be the the key just moving forward is understanding how to keep your mind even. You know, just understand that, you know, no matter what someone's stepping on your shoes, doing this, playing dirty, remember, they're winning if you get irritated. Yeah. If you start going back, nah, you just focus, do your game, play your game, let the crowd do what the crowd's gonna do with them. It don't matter, you guys are irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's You can hype her up all she wants, she's just gonna be in foul trouble. You know what I mean? You know, And that's how you have to yeah. really start processing it. Like, oh, she wants to play dirty, you'll be foul. 
sweetheart, you're going to be fouled out in a minute. Don't <laughs> even worry about that. Yeah, I know you're excited. Yeah. Your family in the crowd, <laughs> taking little pictures. You want me to take one with you? And you got to start, you know, playing those games. Yeah. You know, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's how the elite, like, think about like somebody like Kawhi Leonard. You, you're telling you're telling me you've never seen him like crackle, get mad, nothing. Terminator. And 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 everybody's been trying to get into his ear, and he just. You know. <laughs> but would you say that's your style, though? Yep, that's my style. I don't really like to let. Well, I hate like letting people get to me because when people get to me, it's you know it's my head's scrambled everywhere. <laughs> So it's just important to keep my composure because that's when I'm at my best. But that, that's so hard to do because those words get in. It's not like Kawhi doesn't hear him. He just doesn't say anything back. I'm, it's, not, it's not that hard. Because you just shut people up by just ter- like dominating, you? yeah. yeah like, See, your thing is you turn it the other way, you talk back. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, like let's say like if I have somebody like Patrick Beverly or some like Bruce Bowen or you know, some a, a player whose his whole job is trash talk. Mm-hmm. Right? His whole job is trash talk. So every missed shot I miss, he gets excited. Yep. You know what I mean? No matter, it, no matter you, you're still you still like in control of your emotions. But every shot that doesn't go in, he gets excited. So I learned how to just flip it. You know, just you know, flip it like. Oh, you play a little defense for like two minutes. Now you're gonna have to drink water for twelve. I mean, that's nice game. See you next game with your two minutes and your one point. Like you know, you know what I mean. Just to, you know, just to just to get myself going. Again. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where. And I remember high school. Like in high school, I was different though. I was just a demon. There was no. I, <laughs> there was. I was. What people say, it was like I was just a straight assassin. Like it was no. I don't care what you did. I was scoring 50. Mm-hmm. Boxing one, triangle in two, zone, punch, kick, fight. None of that mattered to me. I'm scoring 50 today. And that mm-hmm. was it. That's how I played the game. It was, you know, I wasn't ranked. I, I, I made 100. I was number 100. And my senior year, I was 100 in the country. I was like, oh. Not no, number no, no, one in your. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Ew, I didn't even know that was it. Like what's the funniest? <laughs> like I'm thinking, like I'm like this is we gotta really think like this. If I'm 100 and I'm a demon, what the hell did number one look like? That's mm-hmm. I don't even wanna like who like I remember watching. I was doing stats when I'm playing. Like all right, I'm I'm leading the nation in scoring. Then I was like Teddy Dupay. Who the hell is this? She scored 60, 70, 80. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at a name. You know, we didn't have YouTube. Yeah. You mm-hmm. didn't have. So you just seen name in 75. You're like, I gotta turn it up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I'm competing with a five-five dude. <laughs> Some five-five dude out of Florida, just giving buckets. Just like you know, he played for his daddy. You know, ultra ultra green light. But you know, but because I'm looking at numbers, it made me. You know, compete mm-hmm. at that level because you know you're always told that if you're not working, somebody else is. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's it's always still still being aware of you know the environment. Yep. You know, even though the world is a little bit smaller for you guys, because you you can just yeah. Okay, she did that today. Now let me go ahead and. Mm-hmm. Gil, it's that time. We had to talk about 
Theragun. Is that what you got there? What yeah. do you got there? Theragun. That's the Gen 4. Yes, sir. That's the new one. That is the all-new Gen 4 Theragun with proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet. I can barely, I can't really even hear. I didn't know that was on right now. But it is. Is it working? Yes. How I you love feeling? this. I love this thing. You know, I just finished working out, as you can see. You gotta recover. That's the key part. You get the workout, that's hard, but the recovery is almost worse. Yeah. Because you feel it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to work out the next day, grab yourself a Gen 4 Theragun mm -hmm. and get after it. So for the fans of No Chill Podcast, you can try it risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet power you need. Mm -hmm. Starting only at $190. $190 for that. Seriously? Yeah. You need to buy this for the team then. Right. You get more than one. So all you got to do, go to theragun.com slash chill right now and get Theragun Gen 4 today. That's theragun.com slash chill. Theragun.com slash chill. Oh, man. <laughs> you thought I was going to mess that up? No, I got that. It's easy. It is easy. Go get one today. It's like a Tesla. Mm -hmm. It actually is. <laughs> Technology is oh, great. Ooh, that feels good. <sighs> hey, Gil, we're going to take a break because you got a very special delivery. Because you like to look good. I like to look good. It's a priority. So what do you got there? That's Hawthorne. And yeah. how do I know it's on point? Because we had to take a quiz. And that's what Hawthorne does is they match up your body type, hair, face, skin, uh, and then they custom make products for you. So what you have there, that lotion that you're putting on, is giving mm -hmm. you that special glow. Yes, it is. Not like even hair today is on point because I got my shampoo, and normally it's on point, but this is dialed <laughs> in. So you're working that in, and I gotta say, it's the smell too. You just you know that. Loving the smell. Like, You're not ashy, and also, you have an attractive aroma. That's <laughs> everything. So I got my stuff here. I got body wash, also using that. The deodorant, all natural products. So it's quality, uh, in addition to smelling good. Uh, it'll make you feel good. And that's the thing I noticed with the shampoo is just you have that, that tingle, that special tingle. Yeah, it makes you feel good in a special way. So... So you have your delivery. It's now going to be part of your daily life. Mine too. And that's everything from, I have face lotion, I have face cleanser, deodorant, body wash, body soap. The bar soap is a brick. So uh, when you get that Hawthorne box, you just look forward to it because you know you're good. Yes, I have everything I need in, 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 in one box, all in my shower, ready to go. And the answer is, you know, it's, it's good because it's custom made to you. You fill out a quiz based on your preferences and your, and your body type and your makeup, and it puts things together for you. So the other thing is because we live an active lifestyle, we have the work, and then we have the play, baby. That's right. So, so it's custom made for people that are active, and, and you know, they, they get the best out of both worlds, work and play. So you fill out the quiz, you get the shipment. Uh, it's totally risk-free um, with free shipping and free returns. So check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's 
hawthorne.co, and that's hawthorne with an E, and use our promo code. No chill. No chill, as always, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And use that promo code. No chill. No chill to get right, smell good, feel good, and you get 10% off your first purchase. Okay. We love it. So I'll ask you this, and it's always an interesting answer because it says a lot about you as a player, but who are you watching and studying and learning from? Um, I would say Ja Morant right now. Because he's just, he's amazing just coming in and just dominating. So, yeah. Is that what you expected, Gil? Ja. I got to say no. Actually, I mean, you know, you got to, you know, freshman, that will, yeah, that will be that age group. The John Morant. Well, I'm, I'm more talking about style of play. Oh, I would, and if that's, if that's the case, I would probably say Kevin Durant. I idolize him a lot because he's able to do everything with that's, his size. That's, and... that's how you play. <laughs> First of all, also... You're watching the NBA in men's yeah. versus women's in WNBA. You know, that's, that's always been, even if you ask WNBA girls right now, um, who did you watch growing up? They would never say a WNBA player. You know, because it's, you always say the NBA because, you know, you're mimicking what you consider the top notch. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the fun, that's the, the weird thing about your, that's what, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure if you ask a WNBA player, who's the best player in the world? they wouldn't give you an answer because they got to think about all the overseas girls. And they don't, you know, those girls make so much money, they don't probably don't want to play in the WNBA. So you don't really, you know, it's one of those worlds where unless you're in it, you don't really pay attention to it. What it is about KD that you identify with? Uh, probably his length and how he can do anything. He could shoot, he could get to the basket. Yeah. You got, like... When you train, when you're training, uh, see, it's easier for you know, you know, the NBA players to train a certain way mm -hmm. because it's one-on-one -on -one basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's one-on-one. -on -one, so I know that you have to guard me. I can work and, and train around just one defender, yeah. and a few help players. Is it hard training your individual skill in a system that allows zone? Yes, I struggled with that last season because they will always play zone because they like I had to because in order to get to the bathroom, there was help, there was all this different stuff. So that's something I struggle with. But that's the time where I shoot. So in the in the zone, my shot is mainly how I score. Yeah, uh, that 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 zone. It's like it it yeah. It kind of handicaps yeah, individual talent. That's annoying. I mean on every level from. It, the zones handicap all individual type of basketball, and then you become more of a team player. Um, like, you know, even with zones, you know, all you do is just start training. When you're doing your individual training, you know, spend 30 minutes just like spots. Mm -hmm. Like spots in a zone where you're just basically catching and shooting, like, yeah. you know, starting at the baseline, hitting the free throw line, you know, catching that making your moves from there, yeah. you know, knowing these two defenders. So you're going to have to, because you got to remember, you still got three more years of this. 
college, you know, if you're going to go that route, you know, you still have. So you're going to be faced with zones yep. for a while before you get to release your one-on-ones, mm-hmm. you know, and, it's, and that's, the, <laughs> that's the dagger about the, indi- and, you know, your individual work because, you know, the non-talented is going to not want to, uh, let's just uh, help me, help. Mm-hmm. Just sit like this all day. <laughs> you know, so it forces a dominant player to rely on one skill. So now you're just sitting there becoming a, just a, a jump shooter versus like I'm an all-around player that can do whatever I want. But because of what you guys, you guys are just sitting there. Yep. You know, I got to. So speaking of the defenses that you face, take us inside your head. What's your approach, first of all, in the half court? Um, I would say that attack mentality, well, depending on the defense, of course, but just kind of, it's kind of instinct for me, uh, depending on how they play me and who's guarding me, I know what to do in the certain things to get to the rim or mid-range or three. So do you, do you catch yourself more at the top of the key on the zone or are you playing sidelines? Uh, both. Well, last season, mostly sideline. Or, yeah, the wing. The wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but this season, I'm since I'm, like, getting the point guard position, probably top of the key now. Or changing between. So, just, just, just to fast forward you just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be taller than yeah. all the point guards. Yeah. Start learning to shoot from here and the reason that is is because you're because you have the point guard position when you get the ball to swing it you know you're looking over everyone yeah so learn to shoot from there <laughs> you know what I mean learn yeah. just to just to you know so right, man. and you can just pull from here it's a harder shot but it's like uh it's like the old Larry Bird which I had to really search and see why it was but it's it's for someone who's taller than everyone so he can just Play like he's looking around and everyone's just sitting there like this and you just yep. spot up. Now, if you're shooting two or three from here, your pump fake becomes, now they're going to really jump and you get to go by them. Yeah. So just learning how to use, you got to learn how to use your height. Just, all right, little person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, using, understanding that, you know, when they're sitting there on you, you know, all right, I'm just going to stand over you. You know, you're going to be here. I'm going to put my elbow on your back and go from there. Yep. And push off. So it's just like learning how to just slow down, slow down, you know, and just pick out the weakest link in zones. You gotta remember there's always a weak person in yeah. the zone. In the zone. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like you got, you know, two, two, one, one, all right. All right. He don't know. <laughs> he can't move. Victim. <laughs> you know, we just so now you're running your whole offense against one person. And then, you know, it became it was scoring so easy. And I was like, you know, it just just play man. And so yeah. we can all help and know where to help. And that's why the zone is not used anymore, even though there's a zone still. <laughs> what would you say your greatest weapon is? Uh, probably my length. Just my height and being able to look over small point guards and get to the basket and even post up. It just makes me very versatile. That's the thing when you have length. I think what you just said, post up, is that playing off the ball actually becomes more dangerous. There's more ways to unleash that. Yeah, you know... You know what? You know your your height and your family's height. Your we call it valued. Your mm-hmm. value becomes so. Yeah. You can become a one, 
two, three, a three that's a one, a one that's a... You know, you have so much room yeah. for many spots that you become a really valuable, you know, asset versus, you know, you're, you know, five, four. Okay, that's... You can only play the point guard position. That's, that's yeah. it. You know, now, you know, if my six, four, you know, girl is a point guard. Now you got a guarder. Post. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, now they now they're for, now they're forced to double. No matter how talented, you're forced to double because she's too small. She's too little. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll worry about what she do on offense later. But right now, y'all gonna have to sub her out, or you're gonna have to double and give up open shots somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just gotta learn how to just use use what God's giving you and parents give not God, your parents giving you. Yeah. You know, and just understanding how to manipulate the system. Learn the rules. That's the biggest thing. Learn the rules. Learn where every ref is so you're not put in situations where you're not getting the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if you have, you know, and I don't know if you guys, you guys three refs or two refs? Uh, mo- uh, like, when we get to, like, the main games, it's three. Three? Yeah. So, regular game is two. Yeah. So, you know, with two refs, you're going to get fouled more than you usually do, and they won't call it. Yeah. Because... They're at angles, so you have to learn how to use, you know what I mean? So, like, when you're driving and you're driving to the lane, you got to remember, little guards are waiting for the ball to come down here. So you got to learn how to always keep your arms so they can see them. So when they see, you know, they can see that. So you got to, ah, you got to, you know, that's where the acting, Yeah. you know, that's where our acting becomes... You know, important because you know, even like if someone swipes here, you got fouled, but because they didn't see it because they're positioned different, you know, they didn't see it. You got to still make those ah and one, and yeah. then oh, pew. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it's just one of those. They just they heard it or the the old slap, the old slapperoni. You slap yourself, you know. <laughs> where we used to do the, you know, those yeah. little layups. Oh, foul! Like yeah, you hear all that? <laughs> slap a whole arm off, and then just start blowing a whistle. You know, you you got to manipulate them too because they're human. Yeah. You know, you just it's just one of those things where you have to really dive in mentally into the game, how defense is played, you know, how to score, because you gotta remember your offense will move faster than any defense. Yep. Because you're training, you know, there's no defensive guy out there doing Superman slides and yeah, I'm about to guard Juju. I'm about to you know yeah. <laughs> they're not out there doing that. You know what I mean? You know, so you're gonna always have the advantage because they're they they have rules that they can't, you know, if you're below the free throw line, I got to push you to the help. You know, they, they have certain rules that they got to live by. So you get to really have the blueprint of it. Mm-hmm. So now it's just dissecting it, just dissecting the blueprint. This ref, he's going to be on my back. So when I do moves, I got to know how to open up so he can see it versus. Yeah. We've talked before about the greatness room and to be in that room, you know, it comes with expectations and you're highly ranked. So mm-hmm. when you're ranked highly, you got to stay there. Right? Yep. And you got to raise the bar on yourself. Uh, and also just to be in that room, those are the, it's a room of masters that people have put in so much time. They've, they've worked at it. They've had success. So they've earned that spot. So for you, there, is there something that you're working on specifically that you want to master? That you're like, I, I want to do this better than anybody? Um, I would say, I would say kind of like, some things all in one. So kind of just like being able to be a threat everywhere. Like you're never gonna not be like not be on me. You're always gonna be on me. And the one time that you're not guarding me, I'm just it's over for you. 
Yeah. So kind of just like being a scorer and just never letting the defense play off of me. I would say, give that a title, the ultimate complete scorer. That's up my alley. That's up my alley. I love it. He's got a single tear out of his eye. I love scoring. It just makes me so proud when people just want to be scorers. Like, you know, with, with, you know, just having a complete overall game, you got to look at someone like like a Dame Leonard, Stephen Curry. Like, as dangerous they are with the ball, when they give that ball up, they're just as dangerous because... Mm -hmm. When, once he gives that ball up, you will think that, like, you know, if you pass the ball on me, I'm like, oh, she didn't score me. No. I pass the ball. Bam, back yeah. door. You know, it's one of those where you have to understand that when they, they're playing you like this and they turn, you move. You move. So when they turn back, you're nowhere. So you have to start, like, learning how to play, when I say off the ball, be just as deadly off the ball. Mm-hmm. And just being deadly is moving. Making someone who has to guard you pay every time down. Like, you can't have any plays off. So, you know, if the play is going for them and they got it in the post and I'm helping and you cut in front of me, I have to react to it. Mm-hmm. Now I got to, oh my God. Then when I got a bit, then you backdoored me. Now I got to, you know, so you have to learn how to be like, like we say this, great scores, you don't need to call plays for because the ball finds them. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the saying was. The ball will find when it's not true. The player finds the ball. You know, <laughs> you know, when you're a scorer, you find, you, you know, you, you ball chase, you know. I'm back, I'm back door and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, with that, you, that, that means ultimate shape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I hated guarding. I don't, everyone, I hated guarding Rip Hamilton. Didn't, didn't, Track star. Didn't like no parts of that one. That was, that was exhausting because he just, he never stopped. Mm-hmm. He just... Pick and roll, run down, run back around, run up, run down. And it's like, yo, hold on. Is the play for you? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, not no. So why are we moving? Yeah, my job is to tire you out right now so you don't have any offense. Mm. Oh, switch. You get him. <laughs> Let me get Chauncey Billups now. I, I wanna do, I'll deal with the post-up. Then and you know just running in tiring me out you know so you got to understand that too, the best defensive player or the best offensive player you got to play those type of games you know to be the decoys you know, understanding what a decoy is you know, um, LeBron LeBron was good at it where, first couple minutes of the game just to understand the pace, he's making passes that he normally wouldn't make at the end of the game, but you know if you're help side defense and I make that pass to hit that shot, next time I drive. You're not going to be there because, you know, so you have to play those, you know, just playing those chess games, you know, just mm-hmm. understanding, you know, and not, you know, not, not just be, you don't want to just go on, you don't want to go into a game just, I'm here, you know. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just, like, I, I always looked at it like, I, I used to have this clause, like I was the, probably the second player to ever had it. Uh, Michael Jordan had it and then I had it. It was uh, the love of the game where, you know, as long as, I thought it it helped me. I can play in it, and so if I got hurt, nothing went against. But I played in every game, mm-hmm. you know. So I played in every game. I didn't, you know. I don't care if it was five little kids out there. Let's let's rock, you know, because I'm gonna I'm gonna work on something. 
Yeah. You know, I'm going to work on something. So, like, even when AAU and you have to learn, like, even learning how somebody moves. Like, Kobe used to train people. Like, he had trained me and work out with me just to see what I can't do. So, in a game, he had that one up on me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he gets to see it in real time. Oh, he don't, oh, he can't drop left really good like that. So, now I'm going to push him to his left a lot. You know, so you have to, you know, that's when you start mastering the game. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. That's a... That's a bait and switch. Because I want to train with you, but I'm training but, but not to get you better, to get myself but, better. But, you know, for a guy who thought about defense, you know, he's looking at what's your attributes on offense, what's your attributes on defense. He's going to steal your attributes on offense and update his software, and then he realized what your weakness is, and he's going to try to keep you to your weakness when y'all do play. And that's perspective on playing and perspective on competition, and there's also how you play, how you compete. But for you, what is it that's unique that you don't feel anybody else does like you do? Uh, probably getting into the basket and being able to finish with such so many people just tugging at you and all the through all the aggressiveness. That's why I would say strength. Because when yeah. you said KD, I mean ultimate score, ultimate weapon. But you don't think of him as like a strong score, absorb contact, finish something like that. But for you, I think that's more of your style. Mm-hmm. Technically, he does because he does finish at the rim. But mm-hmm. you know, he's moving so fast. By time that you know, by the time he gets impact, it's it's even. It's even energy. You know, so it's different. You know, it's that's what I said. But but on that level, we understand that that yeah. you know, no matter how big Shaq is, if I'm moving at a certain speed, <laughs> by yeah. time we hit, it should it shouldn't knock me all the way over there, yeah. but it should keep me like you know, if I hit him at a certain angle, it'll push me back to the rim where I can actually try to make this layup. Versus I just got the ball and now I jumped and he's just plowing through me and I'm like, oh, that didn't feel too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't feel too good. You know, that's what I said. It's just you gotta remember the game, the game has been around longer than us. Mm-hmm. Rules has changed just a little bit. Our skill level, our talent has became better. Mm-hmm. So, but the rules are still there. So it's like it's like just the master the master any anything, understand ruling. Understanding like you know, like like uh James Harden with the, the zero dribble. You know, understanding that concept of you know, the, or the, I mean, not the zero, the zero step, meaning the wording is after you pick the ball up, you get two dribbles, I mean, two steps. Well, what if I dribble and step at the same time? Does that count? No. Oh, so I can get three steps. So that's where the three step came from because it's, it, it's, it was a trickery. So when I'm coming, I'm boom, that's one, one. Two. You know what I mean? So you get you get a, a, a cheat step because the rule says after you pick mm-hmm. up the ball. So if I if I pound it and pick it up at the same time, this is zero. Now, now I get that one, two. You know, so it's just understanding wording. Um, like I used to do this thing where they still haven't changed the rule. I do three steps after I get a foul. So if I'm, let's say I'm driving to the basket and you foul me. And they they blow the whistle, out. They make sure I they, they make sure I actually because they can't call travel, they can't call the shot off, they can't do nothing with it. It's a live, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a live thing. So if I'm driving and I got hit and it goes one two, I'll take the third one 
to get to that layup. And they, they can't call travel. They can't call on the floor. They already yeah. called it an and one, so they have to let that basket go. You know, so it's like little, little, little nugget tricks like that. You know, someone keeping their hand out there. Like, all right, and one. You know, so it's just once you start, you know, figuring that out, 21 becomes 28 without any changes, just understanding, ruling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, very, get very aggressive once you're in the penalty. And that's what you're going to have to learn from your sophomore year to your senior year. Protect your body in a sense of it takes, what, seven fouls for the penalty? When you guys are in the penalty, seven, eight, right, is eight high school? I thought it was seven, seven but you, seven, I feel like you would know better. Seven, seven for one and one, and then ten du- for du- double. You want to make sure six fouls, uh, six of those seven aren't on you as mm-hmm. dead foul, meaning I'm fouling you, but there's no, you, there's no reward for you. You don't, you don't want those. You want every time you get fouled, you're paying the price. So, you know, you let, up, you know, let them get beat up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And then from there, once that, once that sixth foul come, ah, let's go. Now you can go in there and just move around. So every time you get fouled, two points, two points. Mm-hmm. Two points. Now, now it becomes such a thing where it's like, stop fouling her, you know, yeah. because you know, and and that's where the game just changes. You know, it's you know, that's what James Harden realizes that it's not how many times I get fouled, it's when I get fouled. I'm gonna get fouled when you're gonna put me at the free throw line. I'm not gonna just let you hit on my body the first five minutes of the game where I don't get nothing for it. Just you, Patrick Beverly, just oh. And it's just, all right, take the ball out. Like, wait, no, we're not, no, you're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna foul me. When you foul me, you hit this body, I'm getting two free throws or one and one. Let's work like that. Because when their pressure is on the defense and you're attacking the basket, they're gonna be more, rela- not relaxed, but they're gonna be more afraid because they don't wanna give up that foul. So either you get the layup or you're on the line. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's the only thing that you like mentally work on, just mentally working on, like, watch, watch your tape. And just see, mm-hmm. like, how many times or when they're fouling you and, like, man, I could have, you know, I, you know, you, you just work, you know, just, like I said, it's just, it's just tweaking. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, like, you're, like, once you're skilled and you're the Bugatti of it, you, you don't really get faster in a sense. You're just updating tires, you know, yeah. you know your body or, you know, you're just, you know, you're just adding little things and, you know, so the very, the, the most important thing is, Learning how to not get fouled when it's not important. Yep. You know that's the that's the biggest thing to a score. Like you know that changes a guy from a Zach Levine to a James Harden. You know you get, that's a ten point difference, and they both get fouled twelve times a game. You know I mean? one is taking <laughs> ten free throws, one is taking two, because he's getting fouled at the beginning of the game when it don't matter, and they're beating him up so bad that he gets scared and he don't he don't want to get hit anymore. Versus someone who don't get hit until it until he's at free throw time. Mm-hmm. Now it's ah, ah, here we go. Yep. Is that harder in high school or at the youth level? Like I'm thinking of Kobe with his fake. So if he if you went up and he just put his shoulder here and you come down into him, he drew the foul on you because the refs are familiar with your game at the pro level because they see you all the time. Versus youth level, it's different refs. Well, you, you might, don't know. Well, them. you might not get and ones, but fouls is fouls. Yeah. What I'm saying is you just don't want, like, you got to remember, if I'm, if I'm trying to stop her, we're going to be physical, 
right? But if if we're being physical with no penalty, I'm, you know, it's, it's it's a disadvantage to her. Yeah, but if I come in again, I just checked into the game and they're like, all right, do what you got to do. And then, you know, I give her a chuck and then it's like penalty two free throws and she just walks full court. Boop, boop. You know, I look dumb. <laughs> I, look, I look dumb. You know, now I got to try to guard her. Now she gets another foul. Now she's walking full court again. No energy wasted. Two points. No shot mm-hmm. clock wasted. No field goals attempted. Two points again. You know, those are the... Those are the things that helps you offensively when you have people thinking about little things like that. Now, now because of the foul situation, they don't want to pick you up full court anymore. Stop fouling. You know, you start having, you start having that. You know, you're putting her on the line. Stop putting her on the line. Because, you know, you get on the line over, you know, someone's, you know, uh, denying you. And, you know, you dig in. And as soon as you hit, you feel them push back, you fall. Boop, two free throws. You know, and those are the games you have to play you know, to, to, to corner, you know, corner. Like, you know, you, when someone's scoring 60, 70 points, they got 20, 30 free throws. So that means 20, 30 free throws. I mean, you know how many people are getting fouled out? That's, that's the key. That's the key going into your sophomore year, you mm-hmm. know, working on, working on your handles and working on how to, how to manipulate, you know, the rules, you know, to benefit you. All right, so bring it back to L.A. And we've talked about this before. There's the, uh, the, the dynamic of the Cali swag as a player. So we've identified your makeup as a player. There's also your identity as a player in terms of personality. Yeah. So how do you approach that? The way you play and the style of play. Um, I would say on the court, I'm very, like, calm. Like, I'm not really one of... Because I noticed that, like, when I'm, like, really excited and stuff, I don't play as well. <laughs> So I would say off the court, I'm like kind of a chill person. So it's kind of, I'm kind of like the same person, but on the court, it's more like a, a mentality, a killer mentality. And off the court, I'm just just a chill person, I guess. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, and that is the way to be. We talked about Kawhi, where the words don't affect him. He doesn't get rattled. And I think it is that, like, don't get too high, don't get too low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll stay, you know, in that zone. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's the Cali personality anyway. If you look at all the players from Cali, it's that same. There's no, I mean, like even Westbrook, he doesn't really, he just plays a certain way. You're talking about off the court. No, off the court, you don't, see, it's quiet. Yeah. But I'm just saying, even on the court, it's not like, it's not like a Patrick Beverly trash I don't know, I mean, I, or, I, if I have to think Kevin of Or Kevin Garnett the- trashing, talking, or... Uh, Gary Payton, tra- it's not. It's that not. Style. It's not talking though. But the way he just as plays with animated. It. He is. He's passionate. That he plays with fire. It. Yeah, he so plays. I mean, he, no, I can't think of anybody else that mugs more than he does and just will yell. You know, I think he has a great time when he plays basketball. That's but it's a swag. It's a swag. that's his swag. But you know, if you look at Paul George, Kevin Love, um, who else? Harden. It's all chill. It's just, yeah. Give him two points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what we—that's what we see. You, you know, you're—it's it's this environment, but that's what allows you know West Coast kids to thrive in any atmosphere because we know how to just play in the middle. You know, we don't get too high, we don't get too low. We go, you know, we scored ten in a row. We missed ten in a row. You know what I mean? There's no. You know, yeah, I'm in you, and then you get real sad and lost when you when you're missing. You know, it's 
you know, being being a professional is sitting in that even spot. Yeah. And you always have your your mojo. I think that's that's the thing about Westbrook. He's got mojo at all times. And it's like if you miss ten, I'm gonna keep shooting. Short term. I memory. won't make it if Short I don't. Short term memory loss. That's key too. Um. So so let's talk about this. The pro model and that blueprint. How does that influence you right now? Um. What do you mean? Like. Do you want to follow that? Do you want to shake it up? Do you think things oh, are cool? Oh, like the WNBA kind of thing. Um, I want to shake it up. And I want to be one of those players who change the game for the future, for me and the future. Gil's got a tear again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know it's, I can't say it enough that, you know, the rules of how they've manipulated the age the age has, you know, really handicapped, you know, progression. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when, when you think of, like, creativity, you have more, you know, the younger you are, the more create, you know, the creative yeah. you are. You know, you, you know, you're not stuck in a four-year college where you're told to do it this way. You, okay, I got to move this way. Don't do that. You know, you know, you've been told that for four years in college versus when you're coming out of high school, you're, you're like, you know, out in the wild. You know, you're out in the wild. So, you know, if, you know, the out in the wild was allowed to just go straight into the WNBA. The taming doesn't happen because it's the future. Yep. And now all those imaginations and those thoughts are get you get to use it in real time. You know, you get to use all your moves in real time, right then in the spot, and they have to adapt to it now and learn it now versus in college, this college coach, because we, we're, we're building for the future is, you know, you know, you gotta remember in college, you don't have to recruit. You don't really have to really recruit. You recruit one or two players once a year, maybe, because you know, if I get you as a freshman, I don't have to get your position again until four years later. So I don't need to, you know, so you're just, no one's leaving. So you don't really have to worry about you know, so mm-hmm. now it's just, you know, just teaching this wild tiger how to be a zoo animal, in a sense. You know, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't go outside the realm of what we're doing. You know, so you don't, your creativity just starts getting, yeah. you know, so by the time you get to the WNBA at 22 years old, it's, it's a, you, you've lost, you lost so much ability to just skyrocket. You know, so I, I think that, you know, it's you should allow. They should change the rule and allow the elite to at least go or start changing the game. And if if, I, if it's four years out of high school, well, then I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to yeah. go maybe overseas. Now I can play against those same pros and adapt and adapt faster. Because you know, if you go, if I'm 18 and I got to go college 18, go here. And I get to adapt to these girls now and show them and, okay, okay, that's what she does, okay. And you get to learn it now. So by the time 22 comes, you're, 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 you're an elite player. Because okay. it usually takes about four years, three to four years to become elite elite. But if you've already been playing pro for four years, your rookie year, you're technically elite elite. Yeah. You know, now you're just, you've changed the game. You know, it's... 
it, it takes one, two, three, and then eventually rules change. You know, you know, I'm 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 really surprised that it hasn't been broken by now. And it's a bit of an unwritten or uns, unspoken situation where female players go overseas and that's where they make most of their money. Yeah. That's where they do so much work that we never see or hear about. And I think the WNBA has gained so much popularity in the last, let's say, 10 years even. It's time for that. Like, that's the one thing that's missing. Yeah, they realize, like, why aren't the best players here full-time? It's, it's evolution. Evolution is, is working backwards. Yeah. It's not moving as fast. It's not, it's not, it's not moving as fast. Um, I even... Sponsors. What sponsors will you go out go after? Just just throw some out there. Um, I I mean I'm open to any sponsorships. <laughs> that's, that's a better gonna... answer. So, so I started researching this. Women athletes do not go after women sponsored products. No, it you know because you watch the game so much from the man's vision yeah you know you're watching nba 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 so you want the i want the wheaties box i want yep. nike i want the gatorade you know you and i want the you know so you're just, you just you know you you look in this and i'm like man you and i and i look at people like kylie jenner you know kim kardashian making a billion dollars 100 billion dollars on lipstick lines Oh yeah, we're doing active wear. You guys are not even active. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not active. You know, so I'm like, an active athlete wears the same products, but they don't, you don't go yeah. after the endorsements of those, you know, those the Victoria's Secret lines and the Spandex lines and the Lululemon. Like those are a company that would just bag you, just bag you out, but I don't, it's just, I guess it's just the nature of a hooper. You know, it's the it's the, it's just a hoop mentality. Just you know, I want the Nike. I want the you know, I want the you know, and one. I want all of these because that's what being a hooper says. Yeah. You know, I done made it special if I make it on that Wheaties box. And you're like, yeah, I made the Wheaties box. You know, that's yep. growing up as a hooper. That's all you. And I and I started realizing that like lipstick, blushes, eyelashes, we like you. Could, those are billion dollar companies that just a woman athlete just does not tap into. It's just weird. Yeah. You know, this is no chill, not Shark Tank, but I got an idea here. So we were talking about LA players, Cali swag, personality, and that always comes back to fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's time for an LA player to come in as a pro in the women's game and take that. I'm pretty sure they're gonna after they watch this interview, they're gonna think, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna think about what I said. You yeah, know, you got two girls on their billion dollar companies that do not athlete and everything. Everybody wants to be athletic wear. Yeah. Everybody blushes, you know, nail company like they, you know. So there you go, athlete. I'm an athlete. Yo, this is who you should be sponsoring. Someone who's on TV all the time, wearing the product, showing the uh, the, the normal person. Look, I play a full game, doesn't run, <laughs> doesn't smear. You know, those. That's what you know. But that's yeah. he's done his sure. market research. Like this is like so like weave companies. You know, if, if weaves make a billion dollars a company, you know, a year, the girls who in WNBA who wear weaves, like y'all doing it for free. get endorsed. That's, this is your marketing dollar. So you make 60000 from the WNBA 
and you making four million dollars in endorsements, yes, that's that's a big. That's just. And you, you don't have to go play in you Russia. You don't have to go in Russia. <laughs> you know, so it's you know just realizing you know as a as a, as a woman that wait a minute, this world is kind of. For us, so let me just yeah, you know, you know, because no one's doing it. You know, I remember there was the Skechers. You know, now you got that. No, that's what I said. When you have models out there making money off a of tummy tee, you know what I mean? Because you know, everyone it's like everyone wants to be fit, so everyone's making yeah. their product around you know fit players, but they never go after the athletes. Yeah, you know, so it's like you know, looking that you get to do your research now, just looking like. You know what? I can be their first. I can be their spokesperson. There's, there, I got you. You know, because you know before athletes just go after the same. We're gonna go after, you know. So normal. Juju, that concludes the business and marketing section of the No Chill Show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ask Agent Zero. You got some stuff ready. Fire away. Oh yes. Um, so my first question is. Was it easy for you to transition to life off the court uh, from com- coming from the NBA? When I retired? Yeah. That was the biggest challenge of my life. Like, um, because, you know, growing up, you know, you're so scheduled. Yeah. You know, you have your routine. Your, you know, that's what makes you you. you. You know, your routine, eat at a certain time, sleep at a certain time, watch TV, eat the same meals during the same time. Do your same stretching. So when it was when I was done, and it's like, all right, you're free. You're like, all right, cool, yeah, baby. And then that time comes, ten o'clock, and you know you check like, oh, I got practice today, and you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I used to catch myself, like. I'll, you know, I live in a valley, so I'll drive all the way to downtown during traffic and then drive all the way back. Just a waste. Just just waiting for lunch because, you know, practice over lunchtime. You know, so and then <laughs> so I'll do that. And then some days when it was it felt like it was game day, five o'clock, boom, five traffic, come back. It'll be about seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock. That's crazy. And I did that for almost a year. Just trying to it was just trying to figure out and how to waste time between 10 to 12 and 5 to 7. It's, you know, that, but that's why some players go straight to golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some players go right into commentating because they can't deal with just nothing. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, we have nothing in the summer, but you know, it's like it's summer. You know, that's that's part of the routine. It's yeah. part of the schedule. You know, it's like once the season, I can smell a season change. Oh yes, that that fall's coming. You know, you start smelling. You can smell the weather change, and it's getting a little chilly. You know, yeah, but it's basketball sweats and sweaters. Like you know, you're yeah. <laughs> you're so used to the you know the cycle that when you're not part of it, you're like, uh. mm-hmm. like I know, like Dwayne Wade was like, yo, this is so hard. <laughs> he was he's freaking out like, yo, this what, what do I do? Like he became like he started like going to the basketball games and his son was like, yo, just stay home, bro. <laughs> just stay home, bro. I don't need you at every game and every practice, man. And he was like, I don't have no I don't have nothing to do. Dads. I have nothing to do. I'm like, you know, it's not like, oh yeah, I looked on a, yo, what was the you you play I heard you play well last night. It's not that. It's like, yo, I'm yo, 
coach is like, what's up, what's up? Like, you know, and he became this, this what's the name dad. And he was like, yo, I got to get a job. You know, I was like, I got to do something. And, you know, that's what happens, you know. And my second question is, was there a point in your career when you realized you wanted to be, like, a dominant player, like a great player? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, we was, you know, we established that growing up. Yeah, Google, yeah. Right? So, you know, you know, adjusting and trying to figure out your way is, is always the, you know, the, the biggest obstacle. So, you know, when I'm sitting on the bench, you know, at Golden State, my first year, my first year, it's like first couple games, and I'm, you know, we're playing against Vince Carter, and I'm seeing him monkey dunk on the whole team. And, you know, you start doubting your attributes because you're looking at something you can't do. Like, like he's jumping out of the gym. He's jumping over people. Then the next night we're playing Tracy McGrady, and he's doing the same thing. And then Steve Francis, he's bouncing the ball, windmilling. And, and I'm like, I, I don't do none of that. I went into depression. Like, oh, I, I, I can't play in the NBA. Like, like doubt. just, And I'm just sitting there just moping day after day. And then my college coach sent me and said, yo, here's a highlight tape. Watch what you do. Forget what they do. Yeah. Watch what you do. So he gave me the highlight tape. And I'm like, yo, he's nice. Yo. You know, and then, you know, I'm, I'm just watching it over and over. Next day in practice, I realized, oh, I'm faster than everyone. Like, I'm, like, I'm, they can't keep up type of fast. You know, so first play. <laughs> layup and then, and then I'm just sitting here just just playing this type of basketball with him yeah. and it was like wait what is we you know because it wasn't it wasn't their style so once I realized once I realized that this is my advantage let me figure out how to tap into the greatness you know it's like the more you taste success the more success you want you know so then you know I won I'd run rookie of the rookie of the year, a rookie of the month towards the end, and then the, the next year, you know, I'm averaging 18, won um, All-Star MVP, and then wrote, uh, won Most Improved, and then from there it's like, yo, know, I want to keep going, and then you know, the more the more you you grab, you want more, and that's you know that's how you're yeah. supposed to be. No matter you know, no matter what what you're doing, you know, if you average 21 and nine. Next year, I'm 30, 30 and 12. Yep. What's happening? Who's going to stop me? And that's how you should be. Who gonna, I'm averaging 30 and 12. Who's going to stop me? Yep. You know, and that's the mindset. And then from there, it becomes so easy that you're going to have to keep challenging yourself. Keep challenging yourself. Like, you know, most of the stuff that you see players do, like let's say James Harden, averaging 34. It's so easy that he has to make the 34 difficult. Like, if he just played regular basketball and just said, I'm just going to get there and get buckets, he could probably average 40-something. Because the, the, the style he plays is so fast that it becomes easy. But no, he want, I'm a, okay, step back. So, it, like, he's, that's his way of challenging his talent. That has nothing to do with defense. He figured a long time ago, this person in front of me can't guard me. So let me just let me just you know work on just trying to better myself because if I want to score a hundred of him, he can't do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's you know that's you're gonna you're gonna have to start you you're gonna do that naturally. 
try to figure out, okay, I'm going, let me do this spin, fadeaway threes, you know. <laughs> you're, gonna start, you're gonna start doing that, you know, just trying to challenge your, your motor because the people in front of you just aren't there yet. I got a bonus one real quick off Vince Carter. Did Vince ever dunk on you? No. <laughs> he pretty much dunked on everybody. Yeah, big men. The hell I'm gonna Caught be down you on the break. Okay, let's 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 be honest. It's Vince Carter. What was I gonna do? Just yeah, I, what I was I kinda wanted to hear that. Okay, what was I gonna do? Yeah, get out of the way. Okay, yeah. here we go. Get out of the way. Like, right? don't say that. What I'm like, gonna yeah, do? I don't like want a, to put a coach. Hey, yeah, take a charge. Uh yeah, I know. <laughs> He's gonna go over. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to be in that goddamn highlight. I'm sitting there like this, and he done dunked the ball already. Like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump with him. No, I've never been dunked on by him. T Mac. No, anybody who can dunk. No, I was never around that. No, I got dunked on by like people like Jason Terry, because I didn't think he could dunk. You know what I mean? So, because he can't dunk, I'm gonna jump. You know, that's. Who you get dunked on by, but like the White Howards and I mean, I, I tried to take a charge on Carlos Boozer, the dumbest. That was the dumbest play I've ever tried. Like I sat there and he, I can see him coming, like ha. And he just pushed through me. Steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> like what? And I said, yo, that's a charge. I've been sitting here for two minutes. And he's like, did he dunk it? I said, yeah. So how's he out of control if he made the dunk? I said, true. <laughs> but I mean, you could have told me that rule before I got posterized. <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's a technically a, a rule. In out of control means, like, so if I went up to mm. attempt a dunk and you took a charge, even if you're out of the, if you're out of it and I make this dunk, they won't call that a charge mm. because I was in control and I made it. Now, if I missed the dunk, then they will call it. All right, Gil. So great to have Juju here. So decorated early on, which is really, it's really impressive. Uh, thank you. And, you know, just like we said, when you rank highly and you have a resume like this, just keep adding to it. Yep. We can't wait to see. We want to see what you add to it and where else you're going to go with the game. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, um, I don't know if my daughter's going to play JV or varsity, but so we don't have to play you guys. So, you know, just like I watched when it was a sixth grade, seventh grade, I watched the massacre out there and I'm like, ooh, y'all, what grade is she in? Oh, my Lord. This is. <laughs> Girl, you better go home and practice a little bit because uh, that's what they got out there. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's just teaching people who are not on level. Like, yo, if that's, if that's the megalodon of AAU, follow. Yeah. Let, you know, follow the path. So if she's taking 300 shots, what you taking 40 for? <laughs> you better get your ass out there and get to shooting and working out and practicing. You know, because, you know, it's just like anything. There's, there's always the elite of something. And people are so afraid to just, yo, just, it's okay. Just, what, you know, if you, you go to, if you, at the same tournament, watch her game. See what she does. Watch. Take notes. Okay, she does that. She, okay, she ain't smiling. <laughs> nope, nope. She's real serious. Okay. She, you know, you, you know, <laughs> you know and, and, it's, and it's just, it's just, you know, understanding and learning and, you know. Yeah. Most of the time, people get scared. They don't want to, you know. I'm like, yo, you see how she? Okay, she how she is off the court. Look how she is on the court. Just, you know, turning it on. She turned it on. Look at, oh, okay, she just shot 12, 12, 12 times. See, see now, you know, her team is down. You see what she's doing now? 
turn it up. She's taking over now. You know, she ain't yelling, blaming somebody, crying on the. She's turning it. You know. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, you got to show from examples too, because you know, at a certain age, you know, kids don't want to listen to their parents. <laughs> you know, so. So I'll be there watching. <laughs> you can be there. On the map, LA, the, the pin is in the map, right, for LA basketball. The female pin's gotta get bigger. Right? So, yeah. Juju's at the forefront. Mm -hmm. We want demand. We want change. You tell him, we want change. Yeah. Change the rules. Change it. You know, you, it's, it's, it's you. It's that it's the, you build, 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 build your brand so big that it's, College, college is irrelevant. Like you know, yeah. I don't like. I'm too skilled. I'm too talented. I'm too gifted to waste four years of my talent in that watered down system. Like yo, whatever rule y'all got to trip, I'm ready. Let's go. What's up? Holla at me. Put the yep. loophole in. We can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Change the game. Change the game. Yep. Game changer, Juju Watkins. Thank you very much for coming Thank on No you Chills. For Gilbert Arenas, I'm Mike Botticella. Remember, you can get us every Monday, 8 p.m. on Fubo. We'll see you next time. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.